everybody. Welcome to BAMcast Extra. It's episode 207. Yeah. Numbers. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And we're back. Uh, making numbers go up is what mm-hmm. we do. Uh, we Someone had our number this week uh, when the overwhelming vote was for us to watch 1989's Collision Course. Uh huh. Starring uh, Pat Morita and Jay Leno. Yeah, that's um, uh, that. That definitely seemed like a, a call to arms. That seemed like a thing that <laughs> the Collision Course Internet Defense Force was like, "Hey, you guys, you need to see this." <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, it is within our wheelhouse sure. of things we should have covered by now. I guess so. Yeah. Um, but I mean, because I mean, think about it. When you think about Detroit cops, you think about one RoboCop, two Axel Foley, obviously, uh-huh. and then three. I mean, there's nowhere left to go. Jay Leno as Detroit cop, what's his nuts, whatever his name is in this. <laughs> yeah, uh, Officer Stingy B. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> nope, <laughs> I don't think that's it. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. He does that a couple of times in this movie, and I'm just yeah. like, God, Jay Leno, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Stop Jay Leno-ing. Yeah, I, so uh, full disclosure, I, I have never seen this movie, I think, on purpose, uh, and you said you had. I Yeah, I, I saw it when I was working in a video store and uh, made, made a video of the ending of this that sure. is on the YouTube because... It, that deserves to be on the internet. <laughs> yeah, it, it it is a sudden sort of Ricky Oish moment out of nowhere. Um, it's real special <laughs> in a in a movie that's just just so generic. Otherwise, it's... oh, I mean, generic and also offensive and also nothing. It's all right. So right off the bat, I just I have to admit, like I have you know I I've, I've explained that like sometimes I get face blindness with like. People like Paul Rudd. If I look at them long enough, I'm like, I can't identify Paul Rudd. If you if you lined up 30 people, I couldn't pick Paul Rudd out of this lineup at this point because I don't even know who he is anymore. Okay. I've explained this. Like I have these weird things that sometimes if you stare into someone's face long enough, it becomes nothing. Mm-hmm. Jay Leno is somebody that I can look at his face for like one second and I'm like, he's not even there. Like, no, like, I mean, Jay Leno for years is like never actually registered to me as, as an entity because it's like... Mm-hmm he's just nothing to me like it's like look he's like the a human personification of a black hole or a singularity it's like i look at a jay leno and i'm like there's nothing there i don't need to look at him listen to him watch his show he is like so a nothing to me like and i never watched more than like a second or two of any of his shows never watched a movie like it's not that I dislike him. It's just like I look at him and it's like nothing there. I don't need this. <laughs> so I'm just saying well, like, that, that must have made this movie real difficult. Well, I mean, like <laughs> just Pat Marina and a ghost walk around doing stuff. Look, I'm not saying I, I don't have a, a like a physical like I cannot see Jay Leno. Like, like he's, he's got a shimmer on me or something like that. It's I'm like saying Garfield like, without Garfield. It's just, <laughs> it's just whenever someone brings up Jay Leno, it's like I'm suddenly snapped back into reminding that he exists <laughs> because like I, you know, I generally live my life just not needing to have Jay Leno anywhere in I my mean, brain. 
I admit, I don't think about Jay Leno either. No. no. <laughs> I don't know. Not laying awake at night thinking about Jay Leno. I mean, it's he, not a thing that happens to me. He, he's, <laughs> he, he might as well be like a, a, a Greek demon because like occasionally his name is brought up and it's like, oh, well, he took on David Letterman and Conan O'Brien and won somehow. And, and I'm just like, yeah, all right. That's that's unfortunate for them. But also, what? I don't care. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't know. I just have a general... I don't know, blase uh, about Jay Leno. So, but I I watched this movie and I recognize that he was in it. Um, so that's <laughs> he sure <thing>. was. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, this is just the most generic as hell buddy cop movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, shot in '87, which you know that's the year Lethal Weapon came out. <laughs> yeah. So this was like hot on the you know, like we gotta we gotta really get on this this buddy cop bandwagon. Lethal Weapon's making a ton of money. Let's also make this movie. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, all right, backing up, I mean, I think 48 Hours would really kind of be the beginning of the buddy cop phenomenon, right? It Yes, but it's not like... I mean, not that it, they were both cops. I mean, one's a... <laughs> you know, like, that's not what it's... They're not both cops. It's just the... I mean, like, that formula I mean, it, certainly it, it, it had been around popularity before, there, sure. but it's, it's not like other movies were like, we got to do that. Yeah, and I'm not saying that's the first. I just, I mean, like... The first of setting off the '80s wave, if you will. Sure. Um, yeah. Because, I, I mean, Beverly Hills Cop was also before this too, and that, but that's yes. and that's kind of a buddy cop thing. But that's also kind of like, hey, one cop's the only guy that really matters, and these other two <laughs> doofuses are around too. <laughs> like, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like partners who have yeah. to no, get along yeah. after being pissed off, you know, the whole time. Yeah. And as I was watching this, I just kept thinking it would be a joy to discover. Some 80s movie that I'm not aware of mm-hmm. to where like two mismatched partners get put on a case and they're both like, hi, pleased to meet you. Let's solve this crime and then just go off and solve the crime. You don't have to deal with an act and a half of fuck you, buddy. And it's like, I, why? Isn't that, I, I never isn't understood. That Tango, I, didn't I, you just ask for Tango and Cash? Because isn't that no, like. No, they're, they're at odds with each other for half the movie. I thought, well, I thought it was like they weren't partners and they're made partners. And then like for a ha- half a second, they're like, hey, fuck you. And they're like, anyway, let's do this. You know, <laughs> I don't, no, maybe it's, it's been, it's been it's, a while. There's like a thing that happens to them that oh. they have to get through and then they're on each other's side. But okay. before that, it's always like, fuck you, uh, you know. Uh, All right. Yeah, no, it's, it's, they're, they're, I just never understand the, the dick measuring contest that it's just like, ah, this is my collar. It's like, I, Everyone who's a cop in a movie is always just the same level cop forever, but they're always worried about their collar. It's like it's not like you're getting reward points or anything. I don't. You're not leveling up. You're not. You know. I just. I just. I don't understand it. I, I honestly don't understand cop movie laws. I, I don't. I don't think this is actually going on in in real life. But in in the cop movies, it's always the exact same thing. Sure. Um. And this but, movie's the exact same thing. It's yeah, except I mean, if you've never seen this movie, prepare yourself that like you know, in 1987 or so, people still thought it was okay to be extremely racially insensitive because this movie <sighs> is on a grand scale. Uh, yeah, this is this is the kind of movie that your parents would watch, and they would laugh their ass off at the racism, and then at the end they would turn to you and say, "Well, I guess the Japanese are real people too." You know, it's like, oh, gee, thanks, guys. You know, it, it's that kind of just like, I'm going to laugh at the racism, but then at the end I'll get like, oh, right, the message is they're also people and we should respect them. But then you just, 
that's all these movies is just the, the parade of racism for your for for your parents to go. Ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> here here's the thing, and like there there are like I I I kind of actively dislike this movie, and and I'll t- and I'll tell you why. Like I mean, besides the whole Jay Leno involvement, and you know me just being like, Ugh. <laughs> I mean, Jay Leno's a couple notches down from Andrew Dice Clay in my book. Like as far as like I just don't know nothing about you. I want to. I'm not. He's not offensive. I can't. I can't go there. No, no, with you. <laughs> he's not offensive. Like uh, to me. Like I'm just saying. It's. It's like people that I'm just like. I can look at immediately and go, nah. <laughs> like I don't. There's nothing you're offering that I want. And he's one of them. I'm. I'm nowhere near the offensive level of, of Andrew Dice Clay. I'm just like from the moment I first saw Jay Leno, it was like, nah, don't like you. You're like you can't say anything that's going to be funny. That's going to make me like you. I just don't. Um. Anyway. <laughs> The thing that I really more don't like about this is people kind of forget that, like, just a few years earlier, Pat Morita was, like, nominated for an Oscar for The Karate Kid and Mm -hmm. in kind of a role that, like, yeah, okay, like, sure, you can look back and go, you know, he's doing a stereotype, you know, like, master, karate master thing, you know, like, it's maybe... It, it might be handled better today than it was then. However, he's, he's doing an accent in both films, but I would say that his accent in the Karate Kid is at least realistic and and somewhat dignified. Right. Well, I, it's I mean, unnecessary because he didn't he didn't need to do the accent because he speaks he spoke English really well. Sure. But yeah, he's playing it up. But here it's just. But I mean, he's also comedy. He, he also really is playing a character. I mean, it's not supposed to, you know, he's not supposed to be Pat Morita. He's supposed to be a guy right. who, who fought on the other side and, right. you know, lost his wife and all of this stuff. And it's like there's all these like deep emotions and reasons why he was nominated for an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I, I guess it would be like the equivalent to me would be. I, I, it's it's just it's it feels disrespectful to like go back to the, almost the same well for this movie and sure. and do that kind of I mean I know it's just you know his voice doing an accent but it's just like it feels like you're you're watching Miyagi-san like just destroy all the goodwill towards like you know understanding Japanese culture and I mean Karate Kid's also kind of about understanding that you know the other side isn't entirely evil I mean that's kind of like that's why Cobra Kai I think is such a good interesting thing and take you know because it's like look Johnny wasn't really the bad guy it was the dickhead sensei that was like teaching these kids wrong that was really the bad guy that's why they like you're number one Daniel at the end you know it's like Karate Kid just has like a wonderful message about like understanding because I mean Japanese people German people people that we fought against in the world war like there was just still long hostility of like ah, don't fucking trust them kind of thing and it's like it took a long time and karate kid stupidly is a great example of like people coming around and going like yeah they they were just people on the other side and you know the average person didn't hate us or whatever you know Uh that whole like mentality and like i said it's just it's gross to watch the same guy do almost kind of the same shtick and like take it back to like mickey rooney and breakfast at tiffany's level of like what the fuck you know like yeah yeah, so it just it it just kind of pisses me off in that way it's like like i said it'd be like if i don't know forrest gump's a bad example but like if tom hanks had like done his philadelphia character like lost a bunch of weight and and like a couple years ago be like look it's a funny act you know it's just like 
I don't know. It, it'd be like, well, dude, like <laughs> you, you, you did so much goodwill to like, you know, illustrate that like people with AIDS aren't necessarily like awful people. Like they're not lepers that you have to stay away from and stuff. You know, <laughs> And then like two years later, you're like, you get back to that well and you're like, for a comedy shtick, I don't, I can't think of what that would be. Like why, you know, why someone would look like that, but you know what I mean? It's like it, that this feels like the same kind of level of disrespect of like, you're, you're kind of doing the th- same thing in this awful farce of a thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, I yeah. mean, I'm sorry. Yes. I just, some, you know, I heard so many like internet dials turning off because I just got on a political, <laughs> like social justice thing, but like it, I don't know. It's just, like I said, it, it's, it's, I know I make a lot of fun of like anime fans and stuff like that, but it's like there there is something interesting about the the cultural bounce back because Japanese people were, were kind of vilified for so many years for the war and then the the as this movie does a lot to to show the like the vilification of like they took our gerbs, you know, with with the car industry, you know, right. and and it's like and then for it to like rubber band back around to like people going into like full-blown otaku mania of like i love everything japanese it's like it's kind of fascinating you know Uh (laughs) you know and like i said i i understand that and like i said i make fun of anime kids all and stuff all the time but i really don't hold any ill will to anyone that's like fascinated by the culture i i hope people understand that it's just it's like maybe tone it down a little (laughs) (laughs) that's all i'm saying like you know like it's it's weird because on one hand, I kind of understand what this movie is doing in that it's it's in Detroit, which is seeing a decline in their auto industry. Sure. And so everyone in the movie is like, screw you, Japan, you're taking away our jobs. I don't I'm not supporting the message or anything and I'm no, not no, supporting no. the racism or anything. But I it's it's weird how they all are completely united in being Detroiters, but also like screw you, Japan. But <laughs> This this movie does. There's there's one scene later in the film that's kind of entertaining, and I wish like the more of the movie had been that way. It's they go into this bowling alley, and it's like <laughs> yes. they're gonna be they're gonna be beat to hell because they're like, hey, Chinaman, get out of here, you know. And right. it's like, first of all, he's not from China, but whatever. And it's like, oh god, here we go. There's gonna be a fight, and they're like, hey, trade policy. Let's talk about it. And it's like what? <laughs> yes, yeah. I was going to. It's be- all the usual movie toughs you see, and they're like, hey. <laughs> I was Tell gonna, me why I was going to mention that treaty. <laughs> that I do wish like the movie had done more of that tongue and cheekness of like yeah. you know especially because one of them is Randall Tex Cobb you know the yes. the hillbilly from hell from raising Arizona and everything you know like <laughs> um, yeah yeah but and, see that's the thing so this movie has a Bamcast worthy supporting cast because mm-hmm. it's got Randall Tex Cobb it's got uh, Tom Noonan. Uh, er- yeah, Tom Noonan, Ernie Hudson, Chris Sarandon. I mean, mm-hmm. there's like the supporting cast of this that so you're like, oh, all right, what even, are they all doing in this? Even and, Mike Starr is one of the uh, like yeah. the bully alley toughs who's in there, like <laughs> you know, like what is this? The UN? We just want to kick him his ass, and they're like, hey, we should really talk this out. And like, what do you think about your unfair wages and how you're putting us on jobs? And it's yeah, that 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 kind of stuff is like funny, and I think they should have done more of that. Like you know, like right. throwing because. That's the, that's the thing is like every once in a while this movie goes into full blown like almost airplane levels of like parody because that bar fight <laughs> continues out onto the street while they're just like having a conversation and pe- two yeah. people are beating the hell out of each other in, in the background or yeah. really the foreground. But um, I'm just saying like if it had done more of that and less of the like, I mean, like every time there was the call to the boss back in Tokyo or whatever, it was just like, oh, right. fuck you, like everything yeah. about this. But 
Yeah, I, I don't know. This movie's just so weird, and I know we. I feel like I've talked around it a lot. That we should maybe discuss a little bit of. Maybe there's really want... there's really not that much to discuss. I mean, the plot is basically so this dude, this 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 executive from Japan, steals a prototype for part of an engine that makes it a supercar or whatever. Steals it, comes to Detroit. He's going to sell it to gangster Chris Sarandon, who's going to then sell it to this guy who's building a supercar. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a John DeLorean. It's just like, hey, he's like an also ran car maker, dude. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, because everyone's like this exists in the real universe where everyone's like, you're really going to take on GM Chrysler and Ford and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah. who, who the hell are you even to this dude? They're like, yeah. <laughs> like and he's like, we're not I here mean, to talk about maybe that John today. DeLorean without all the cocaine. I'm just saying like, he's, he's an also yes. like, I'm going to make this one badass car right. and it's going to make my brand, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like dude comes over and is immediately killed by a, you know, henchman. Well, he and... just has a heart attack as they're threatening him. It's, it's right. Tom they, they, and, put, yeah. they put a hang him from a crane yeah. and they're just like, Oh shit, we killed him. Uh, and then they take him to a, <laughs> they also shoot the, the important part is they also shoot the, uh, Night Watchman at the junkyard where they were doing this nefarious deed. And that's kind of like what sets the entire movie in motion, really. Sure, because Tom Noonan has a fucking cannon gun that Mm -hmm. he shoots at this man. And I'm like, oh, this movie's going to be about goddamn cannon guns and shit. (laughs) But then it never comes up again. I mean, it comes up in terms of like a piece of evidence. Right. But it's not like, oh, he shot him with this rocket gun. So like because it doesn't have a shell and therefore there's no evidence. And I'm like, well, yeah, they should have banned that gun. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) But that's really just what sets Jay Leto, who's a robbery detective with Ernie Hudson uh, onto this murder case because it's an ex-cop friend of his who just took a, you know, night watchman job at a junkyard. He's like, and as he said, he's like, he worked never had to fire his gun in 30 years and he works at a fucking junkyard and gets shot, you know, like, mm-hmm. but it's there to steal the junkyard. But yeah. Yeah. And then, so basically like, he's like, I'm going to investigate. And then yeah. Pat Morita is sent over there to investigate and they bump into each other. And it's just like, you Japanese man, I don't like you very much. I, I, I gotta be honest. Like I was not expecting, like, it's very weird. It doesn't make sense. And they even call it out later in the movie. Like Pat Morita does this weird. And I, I, I understand the difference he does this weird jackie chan escape out of the hotel it's just really bizarre <laughs> and it's like he does all this crazy stuff like i mean this is just seems like it's straight up lifted like someone watched like police story and was like how would he get out of here because it's like it involves like going down a, an elevator and then like getting mm-hmm. off on another level and then like he hides himself in a garment bag <laughs> and all of this like wacky stuff and then ends with like jay leto sliding a briefcase into a revolving door and trapping him <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's, it's a pretty good move it's it's all like <laughs> real dumb and like and more thought out in a movie like this and it probably should be like that it's yeah i, I don't know this like this like i said this movie is so weird because it's like all of a sudden like you know the a team showed up to i don't mean like mr t and george part i mean like the a team of the making of the movie showed up this day and was like we have a good scene in mind and then they were just like <laughs> All right, now you know. Now step the, aside, yeah. shitty scene makers. <laughs> yeah, sh- go shoot like the dialogue scenes B team because like because <laughs> like he's just going, hey man, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> tell me everything, Pepperina. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so and because it's like these little like action scenes are like well thought out and you know yeah. good geography, scene geography, and all this stuff. Like it's like all of a sudden it becomes like a real made movie, and then all the other bullshit is just like, what the hell is this? I don't know. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's weird. Like these kinds of 80s movies, even when they were dumbass comedies, would still at least have like one scene of a car chase or something where it's like, OK, now yeah. someone who makes films came in and I, made something neat. I got to be honest. There, there is a car chase in the middle of this movie where I was like, oh, I, I was expecting to see um, what's his face? Yeah. Uh, not Graham Norton. What the fuck? <laughs> Graham Norton's a talk show. <laughs> the the Australian Graham dude. Page? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I don't know why Graham Norton popped in my head, but yeah, Grant Page. I was like expect like it's it was like the level of like his shit because it's just like mm-hmm. like as the scene was happening, it's like everyone on the street is a stuntman because they will be involved. Like it involves driving through a farmer's market and yeah. all of this crazy shit. And I was like, oh, this has got to be a Grant Page like crazy you know stunt spectacular scene they called him in for because. Yeah, that the, the whole like twenty minute car chase stunt spectacular that is near the end of this movie is, uh, real movie magic because it's like I was in fear for the lives of almost everyone in the scene. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's the thing is like I said, it's like it's people weaving in and out of like a farmer's market and like through a mall I think at one point or part of a mall or. It was a shopping mall. They're they're in a they end up on a racetrack at one point. Oh yeah, yeah, dur- yeah. During an indie race. Yep. Yeah. It's 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 nuts. And then like a car is launched through an RV into the air. And yeah, I mean it's yeah. yeah. I mean because it, it has a brief pause and stuff too. Because like they switch vehicles at one point. And yeah. It's I don't know. It's there. There's nutty, well filmed action stuff. But it's like every mm-hmm. time they're not doing action things, this movie's kind of insufferable because it's yeah. like it's either Pat Morita just like. Like I said, doing his Miyagi thing of like, I'm not really going to talk or tell you anything and just kind of grunt and make noises and point and stuff. And and then, you know, and then doing his fucking uh, Happy Days character when he gets drunk. I mean, literally, I yeah. mean, it was just like there's a scene yeah. where he gets drunk and I was like, oh, Jesus. God. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That whole them drinking sequence is, is real bad. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 so bizarre. Most of it is real bad. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, the, then they also make him like a comic bumbling dude from time to time, yeah. too, because they're like, hand him a gun. He's like, we don't use guns in Japan. And he's like, well, you got one shot left. Make it count. And he's just like, pew. He's like, <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> fucking shit, dude. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, but like, there's there's weird bits of peril and then weird bits of like, Jay Leto's just going to go hit on every lady. Like, like. There's a very attractive photo booth lady that like they oh, both man. they the, both he, hit on. Like it's he, real weird. <laughs> like, I mean, she's yeah. a weird. So I think someone was like, "We have no ladies in this film. We need somewhat of a supporting character lady." And they're right. like, "I don't know. This photo lady is cute. Let's let's yeah. put her in several different scenes." Right, and then like they go to a club at one point in time, like which looks like the best club ever because it's like it's it does, like yeah, it's like disco and ribs. And I, mean, like, I don't know what else they serve, but I mean they're they're chawing down on ribs, you know, like. I, I'm just like at one point he's just like hey I'm hungry we should go wait and he's like we're on the case he's like yeah but I'm still hungry and then they're just like cut to they're at this disco and there's like a a big platter of ribs being brought to their yeah. table it's so. one of those places that has like halves of cars on the wall yes. it's yeah yeah you know I mean it's like I want to go to a place that has half a car on the wall <laughs> and I, when I say I di- get that it's Detroit but... I, I would say disco in the European sense too it's a dance place not like it's like <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that but that just leads to hey, Pat Marita, get out there and dance. And, right. I don't know. Yes. They they find some evidence and whatever. It, it's the, the weird thing about it is that the plot is completely inconsequential. It's like I who cares? Like mm-hmm. I, I there's there's no motivation here and the thing that really doesn't make sense is that at the end of the film when Pat Marita does his batshit insane thing, it there's no motivation for that either. <laughs> no, not really. 
that's not a kind of thing because Chris Sarandon is is the bad guy, but he never elevates to like, oh man, I can't wait to see you die. It's just like you're in a comedy, you're going to get hauled away in cuffs at some point. Well, they, they, that's that's what I'm figuring for you. It, it it doesn't fit that his his grisly end. <laughs> the weird thing is, like, this is almost the plots of a Streets of Rage game, except for like, because I mean, if you think about it, it's like. They 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 have a whole scene where it's like it's around this uh, rail yard and also uh, Tom Noonan's house and mm-hmm. then like Tom Noonan shows up and is like well I'm just gonna blow up my house and then chase them with you know guns and shit down this rail yard and it becomes this weird like shooty pit in a train that's where you know he does the dumb like oops one last bullet and then he's like yeah but I do have this grenade I lifted from his house and <laughs> they end up they blow Tom Noonan into fucking bits basically and yes they yeah. do <laughs> and and it's, and it's also like he's also standing like in a pile of watermelons for some reason so he gets full on gallagher but <laughs> like so like there's a scene where like Pat Marita and, and Jay Leno both have chunks all over them but it's like is that Tom Noonan viscera or watermelon <laughs> like yeah, this movie is PG. Yes. So yeah, I'm gonna go with its watermelon. But yeah, sure. So, but I'm saying like that's like okay, beat the boss level on that because then there's like a whole <laughs> thing where they have to beat uh, uh Randall Tex Cobb basically, and then right. it's like they beat him, and then it's like okay, now it's time for the Susan or the Susan Sarandon. That would be a good showdown. But Chris Sarandon, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. you know, car chase thing, which have you know is like the 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 final bit, the weird wacky thing. Probably everyone's seen if if, if yeah. anyone's seen anything from this movie. But mm-hmm. yeah, which we're talking around, we'll we'll get to eventually. But I'm just trying to think if there's anything else worth mentioning. But because it's just, it's it's weird because it's like everything feels like a level where it's just like I don't know. Well, we kind of found this, and this probably should break the case wide open. But anyway, gotta go get yeah. more because they get the gun. And, and and they take it to the chief and it's like, yeah, great. It's that unique gun. But what can we do that? We can't tie that to anybody. And plus, you blew the guy up and get the hell out of my office. You know, it's just <laughs> like, what? Like, I, and then like they find they get the film, which is like from the dude's place. And they're like, well, that's not enough. We actually need the prototype. And they're like, yeah, but the thing it's here's his design and it's in this guy's car. Isn't that enough? And they're like, no, nah, we actually need the prototype thing. And it's just it becomes like another level. It's just like I said, this yeah. this movie is like scripted like a weird video game level thing because it's just like oh, well finish that but anyway we need more time in the movie because it's not the only other enough. yeah the only other thing I can point to that is in any way notable is that there's a scene where they go to like a car show to bother the guy who's building the car mm-hmm. and Pat Morita is asking which questions they ask him his name and he says Dwayne Johnson yes yes he does <laughs> yeah which at the time is funny. Yeah, okay, Asian man, your name is Dwayne Johnson, and then it's like, oh wait, mm-hmm. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. Yep, Pat Morita is the Rock in Collision Course. <laughs> the Rock should remake this as the Pat Morita character. <laughs> hmm. Let Jay Leno return. <laughs> no, uh, it's uh, it's uh, Dwayne Johnson and Conan O'Brien. Oh, okay, yeah. yes, that would be, yes. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. I mean, I would say David um, Letterman, but he's like you know old and looks like a prospector now. So <laughs> he's I mean, he's not that old. It's just saying like he looks way older with his prospector beard. <laughs> he he looks like he better suited for his old salt character in Cabin Boy mm-hmm. he <laughs> now looks, than he did then. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yeah, he he looks like he's working on a Hemingway biopic, but. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I get it. I, you, I watched you, that though. Yeah, you know, and the old man, man in the sea. <laughs> Top ten reason why I'd go to sea. <laughs> Top ten arms that have said farewell. Farewell. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So whatever. Let's just talk about the thing that happens. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it, it basically comes down to like the the last of the henchmen are like, you know, they they found the prototype. Oh, they realize that it's like in the dude's rental car, which the cops right. went over and didn't find a fucking turbocharger on because there's a <laughs> comedic scene where an old lady rents this fucking Toyota Corolla and just like hits the gas and like rams everything in the in the <laughs> rental car sequence. This This actually is like I'm realizing now this, this I, I was saying the one motorcycle car chase leads into the other one, but there's a lot of other movie in between this where they get the Toyota, the supercharged Toyota, which yeah. is weird because yeah, the motorcycle like, chase is just to get to the yeah. the the rental place. Right. Yeah. So I guess it does is, kind of lead into it. Yeah. It is almost like yeah. sort of like one big chase thing. But there's this yeah. little comedic, you know aside here with the old lady right but they basically get this toyota corolla which has the evidence and it. it has this supercharger thing and this little piece of shit toyota and then they proceed to just wreck the fuck out of it i'm like this yeah. is your evidence and they're just like yeah we'll hit everything and <laughs> end up like flipping the thing but um well it, it's the thing that goes through the box truck it, right yeah and uh yeah, because they're upside down, and yeah, then they're all like, bloodied up and running away. Because like Chris Randon's like, I'm just gonna run you over in my fucking car. Yeah, they're they're in an alley. Mm-hmm. And oh, he Chris shoots Randon's like, yeah, shoots at yeah. him first and hits Jay Leno in the leg, and then is like, I'm just gonna ram you with my Buick. Or yeah, but again, this is like, I don't understand why this is elevating to this point. Like, I, Chris Randon, I I don't get what he, your deal he is. He has the thing he needed, and I you know he could probably kill these cops any other time. It's, it sure. also seems weird because they are right out in public because he interrupted some benefit thing, and he's just like, fucking kill him. I don't care that there's <laughs> 300 people around. Right. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he just shows up to this like, groundbreaking ceremony. He's like, hey, how's it feel to get all your money? From the <laughs> fucking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got points on your, on your John DeLorean guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but... <laughs> But yeah, so they're running down this alley, and um, Chris Randon shoots uh, Jay Leno in the thigh, mm-hmm. and he goes down, and Chris Randon's like, I'm going to finish this, and gets in the car, and <laughs> Pat Reed is trying to carry Jay Leno, and Jay Leno's like, nah, get out of here, go! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Pat Reed just starts running towards the car, and Jay Leno's like, no, not that way! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he just runs towards the car, and uh, drop kicks the windshield, Mm-hmm. And this is when it turns into a Ricky O for half a second because you just see feet come through and Chris Randon's head just, I don't know where it goes, but it goes to nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's just car out of control because Chris Randon has been turned into soup. The, and- <laughs> there, there's at least two other points in this movie where I'm 95% sure that, like, especially in the motorcycle chase, because the motorcycle chase, we should note, is that's the other thing is like even though this is so early on like Jay Leno is also just like hey yeah look at my cars because he's got like his 59 Corvette and like finds a whatever you know motorcycle thing and of right. course it's like it's the excuses for Jay Leno or stunt double to like drive these things fast but you know there right. are a lot of shots where they've clearly got this motorcycle hooked up to like one of the pool trailers because they've got actual Jay Leno and Pat Marita riding on the <laughs> you know on the back right um, right but there's a couple shots where I'm pretty sure it's just a Pat Marita dummy, like on the back with a stuntman, because like <laughs> I'm just saying, like the, this sudden Ricky Onus is not quite that sudden, because there were a couple points where I was like, that clearly wasn't a person on the back of that bike, was it? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It, it it's a little out of nowhere just because of the like dumbness of this plan. <laughs> I mean, from a human standpoint of like, I'm going to both feet drop kick a moving car that's coming right at me uh, uh-huh. to what it then cuts to. 
it's yeah. it's still kind of dumb and spectacular and and weird. But I mean, I mean, there's no setup for it. There, there's no indication that that Pat Morita is so crazy that he would do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's already explained that he has no skills whatsoever. Right. Um. He does. I mean, his his anger towards Chris Sarandon seems to spring out of you shot my partner in the thigh. Mm-hmm. Chris Sarandon's anger just seems to be, well, the script says I got to kill these guys, so I must kill them now. Right. It's just so completely out of I. it seems like Chris Sarandon needed to murder someone close to one of these two characters for that level of, well, fuck it. I'm just going to drop kick this card. Hope for the best. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it it makes just as little sense, but somehow slightly more sense if it had been Jay Leno to do this, because <laughs> at least like he has the ex cop friend who this guy was ultimately responsible for the murder right. of uh the only thing pat marina really has is like his honor and the <laughs> the guy he never met before that this guy killed you know yeah. so it's yeah. like it's really and yeah know. like the, the stakes for pat marina to do this don't there's there's no reason for him to do this no not really he, he's not really at the end of his rope and he's not really at the like i'm gonna fucking he's not you know rigs he's not gonna fucking i'm just i'm crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> so but yeah. I'm happy it's here because it's one of the really only notable things about this movie, yeah. except for the fact that it's a movie that stars fucking Jay Leno. So mm-hmm. uh, at least there's that. At least if someone ever comes up to you on the street and says, hey, should I watch Collision Course? You can say, well, you should watch the last scene of Collision Course. <laughs> so, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's I look there's a million buddy cop movies from around this time and you should watch any of them except this one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because Jello knows like the buzzing of flies to Vigo. <laughs> yeah. And you might be like Harlow and you're just unable to see him. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be really weird with the chief yelling at someone who's not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very strange. <laughs> he has, a, he has a weird line too, where he's like, give me your badge and gun. And he's like, here's my badge. I bought my gun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the chief is kind of like, what? <laughs> the other. All right. So, Jay Leno hits on no less than five ladies in this movie. Like, cause mm-hmm. he stops the car show lady mid speech and it's just like, Hey, they're going to ask you questions. And, at least that lady is just like, get the fuck out yeah, of my Well, face. she doesn't even say anything. She just like looks at him and like pauses for half a second. And just goes right back to the mic. And it's like, right. And it has a 5.0 liter. Engine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now yeah. the other ladies are dumb and they're just like, Oh, okay. Here's my phone. Number. Well, yeah. The, the worst one is that like, you know, this starts with him like challenging some dudes to a drag race or whatever. And they get him pulled over <laughs> oh, by cops. Right. But then like the female cop, he's like, Oh, what's your, what's your name? All right. Bell. Yeah. I got your badge. Number. What's your home number? And there is like, like, I'll give my badge number two. He's like, eh, it's okay, I'll need it. <laughs> and that actually works because that's the lady at the very end of the movie who brings the evidence to him, which is the turbocharger that, because of course, like, at least realistically, Pat Reed has shattered, I think, both of his legs. Yes. Uh, from So it, it does exist in reality that, like, he is going home in a wheelchair being pushed right. around. Uh, but, right, because the lower half of his body yeah. no longer works. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, he does get delivered the prototype that Jay Leno busted out of evidence with the help of the traffic cop lady uh-huh. somehow, I don't know, that he hit on yep. at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. You just need a crew of cops and they can get into any room and get anything you need. Mm-hmm. I, I just I just don't buy the like power of persuasion that Jay Leno supposedly has in this because it works on like the ladies and the men because like he also like talks to security guards up to like oh yeah oh, yeah yeah you t- you took the cl- uh, course I got to talk to the civil service yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just like I don't buy it like there's nothing but to me about Jay Leno that says like oh yeah he could totally talk his way into anywhere but apparently 
you can i don't know like <laughs> well see here's the thing those two are extra stupid because they were just like man that's a real cop he's the best cop ever it's like no <laughs> i don't know how bad the cops are in detroit but if jay leno is the shining example of what being a detective is you guys are fucked and it turns out detroit was fucked so <sighs> that's true um, yeah but yeah like i said it's just as much as I don't like a lot of the quote unquote, you know, eighties fast talker dudes, you know, like I mean, you know what I mean, like the Andrew McCarthy, like the micro machines guy. Well, like Andrew McCarthy <laughs> and these people are like, hey, I'm gonna just gonna talk a lot. That makes me smooth in the eighties, you know. It's just like I can talk my way to anything. Yeah, you know, like those, like at least like casting somebody like that would have been believable in the Jay Little role. You know what I mean? Like somebody yeah. that was just like Mr. Slick pants in the 80s you know like <laughs> you know what i mean like i mean robert downey Mr. jr did, pants. i mean robert downey jr did this in like the john hughes movies or adjacent movies and stuff where it was uh-huh. just like he yeah. was the fast talking you know like the cocaine guy you know like the, the cool kid <laughs> the businessman the kid who's like 20 years old and has a briefcase for some reason <laughs> like, <laughs> the cocaine kid <laughs> i mean you, you know what I'm saying? The James James Spader did this in the '80s too. Like these were the yes, like, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just say I don't buy Jay Little as like a guy who could like like talk his way past anything except NBC executives. You know, like, <laughs> well, yeah, it worked well, right. So. Yeah. Anyway, no, yeah, I, I don't. I don't either. I, I this. I mean, clearly, this was an attempt. Like you know, you had Rob Williams and Billy Crystal come out of like the the stand up ranks and. Mm-hmm. You know, just be like, oh, they can actually do movies, too. Let's try it with this guy. And it was like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Let's never do that again. And they didn't. Thank God. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Jay Leno would go on to have a career playing himself in two second clips in every movie in the 90s. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just anytime anyone is watching television in a movie, it's just like, hey, you see this? You hear about this? Huh? The thing that's happening in your movie. I'm talking about it. I'm Jay Leno. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have a fun game where uh, you could watch when guests would be on talk shows to like six months later, the, the, that talk show host appearing in that person's movie because that they were showing up that night to like get a clip right for that movie. And also just, yep. you know, like a quid pro quo, like I'll be on your show if you show up in my movie for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. It was, just, it was fun. Cause like you could see like, Oh yeah, that was when <laughs> they were on here and they got, yeah. Okay. Especially yeah. if, like, they were, like, in, you know, like, it was one of those where, like, they're playing someone famous who would really actually be on the talk show. That was even right. easier because it was like, oh, that was clearly when they showed up eight months ago you know, on there for real. They just went backstage, changed clothes, mm-hmm. and came back out with the audience yeah. for a second. Yeah. yeah um, I just, for whatever reason, did a quick run through of uh, the supporting cast of this movie to see if they ever showed up on The Tonight Show to chat with their good pal Jay Leno about movies and stuff, and surprisingly, no, none of them ever did. Uh, I thought Pat Morita did. That I was... I, I thought back, I read that... Back like, during, the, during the Johnny Carson era right. that, that Jay Leno was just guest hosting, but like from the time where Jay Leno was in charge oh, right. going forward, Pat Morita was never on, Ernie Hudson was never on, Chris Sarandon was never on, and I'm just like, man, what a douche. <laughs> <laughs> you should bring on your movie friends. I mean... 
Look, I, I, again, I have very little respect for Jay Leno, as evidenced by all my previous comments in this episode. But oh, really? But <laughs> I'm also a, a realist that none of those three people, by the time he took over hosting duties, really warranted being guests on the Tonight Show. I mean, I know the Tonight Show lost some of its luster when he became the host of it, but it's still the quote unquote Tonight Show. There's a reason why these other people wanted that job. Come I mean, on, Ernie Hudson could have gone on to promote No Escape. Uh, yeah, that's a totally the kind of level movie that gets promoted onto the night show. I mean, the later night shows, sure, but <laughs> yeah, I, I just I, I, I I'm a realist, Chuck. I, I I understand. I'm just saying, Jay Leno's an asshole. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with that clearly, but I'm holding. I'm still holding some level of respect to the the banner of the Tonight Show as you know, okay. the home yeah. of Carson and other folks. Mm-hmm. Steve Allen. Right. Quick, who's the current host of The Tonight Show? Uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, okay? It's it's lost a lot of its luster, okay? Is that what you want to hear? Maybe it has no luster. No, I didn't want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, uh, I know a lot of people hate Jimmy Fallon. I will say at least I respect Jimmy Fallon's hustle. I'm not sure it's good. But I respect that that dude like tries as hard as he does, if that makes any sense. Okay. I, I just no one has to work has to try to work as hard as he does in that role. He just still hustles. I'm not saying it's good. I just I, I respect the hustle if I don't respect the game. <laughs> I'm, I'm always like dumb dancing shit and all that. Like there's you, you never catch even like when he was young. Carson wasn't that hyper, <laughs> you know, like, you know, saying like. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he was funnier. <laughs> he used his brain and not his like, ha ha, that could be a funny guy. But, you know, but, like, like I said, it's not, I'm not saying it's good. I just, I respect that he's like at least like, a, you know, a hyperactive dancing monkey, if nothing else. Like, <laughs> that's what people want. Yeah. Whatever. Gotta give the people what they want. So, whatever. My... We should rate Collision Course. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Me? Yeah. Uh, three bags. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. What? What? No, I just I <laughs> I'm I'm a little shocked. I I I I was for sure this was going to be in a jocks territory for you. Oh God, no, no, okay. no, okay. absolutely not. All no, right. I'm just. <laughs> no, it it gets a jocks for the for the windshield thing, and it gets a jocks for the, the hey pal, listen, trade negotiations and whatnot. But the rest of this thing sucks. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to watch Jay Leno doing this. <laughs> okay. Maybe because you played your cards close to the vest, I'm shocked. That's all. Because I clearly didn't like this movie. And <laughs> this seems like the, the kind of thing that you shockingly would go like, oh, it's great. Four ducks. <laughs> no, it doesn't. What do you people think of me? <laughs> Every once in a while, there, there is just something that we're all like, fuck this thing. And then you're like, no, actually, because it's all right. <laughs> and I thought this was going to be one of them. Maybe four jocks is a little overestimating, but I, I thought it was going to be in the low jocks for you is all. That's. Yeah. Wow. Okay. No disrespect. I, I just, appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> it's just. See, I, I, I don't have specifics to say. I'm not BJ. I'm not the court stenographer. I'm not going to go back and be like, well, on this episode, we all gave it four bags. And you were like, yeah, I don't know. Too jacked. <laughs> but there, I That's know right. there I have been cases. say it like Jalen. Yeah. 
I know there have been cases when you have done this where we're just like, oh, God, this is miserable. You're like, I don't know. I actually, this was pretty fun, and I would recommend this for this reason. But, yeah, also uh, four bags. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't like this. I don't even, I mean, the Riccio thing at that point was just like, I think I just more threw my hands up and went, what the fuck? Because it just beat me in over, <laughs> over the head into submission by that point that I was like, the joy or whatever that I should have had from, from that nonsense showing up out of nowhere, especially not knowing it was coming. I had no idea, to be honest okay. with you. Um, should have registered harder than it did, but the previous uh, hour and 30 minutes had, had pretty much taken its toll. Yeah. So, um, they do that. Yeah. So four bags, huh? Yeah. It, I didn't, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not care for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you're going to see this on HBO max and you're going to be, um, you're going to be curious about it. Uh, just, just know that, uh, they're lying to you. It's not an HD. Oh no, um, no, it's, it might be DVD. It might be DVD quality four by three, maybe, and that's yeah. really pushing it. I think it's more like a solid three sixty p. Because I feel like it came from a, as you said, like a a laser disc or at least whatever they mastered at VHS times. Yeah, um, and then slapped yeah, on. It might have been like their HBO broadcast master or something yeah. like that. Because I think HBO bought the rights to this and eventually is the one that put it out. So Ooh. yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a special treat for you on HBO Max, but don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Refuse the treat. Um, but uh, you can get a treat if you go to Patreon.com/slash/BMFcast, especially if you donate money, because once you do that, you get all kinds of shit, including this shit. Um, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of podcasts at this point uh immediately the floodgates will open to you as soon as you slip a dollar under the door or however patreon works and uh so much entertainment lots of things that you can listen to start up a a conversation with your friends about uh you know yeah so be like hey guys have you heard the latest fanfcast extra no, tell me about it. Okay, well, and then there you go. You and your friends are talking about. Them. Uh-huh. And then they tell two friends, and then they tell two friends. Yes, that's the goal. So, uh, Patreon.com/slash/BMFcast. Thank you guys for donating and listening and voting and supporting and all the things. Uh, this, I don't know. We might have one more. I don't know what's going on. Holiday week, weekend. Timing's about to get weird with the holidays. So, uh, right. But also, we can't go anywhere. <laughs> so, uh, we may have another one of these before the year end. Um, probably. Maybe not. Maybe. Yeah. Probably. So, uh, we, we may see you one more time before this nightmare hell year ends. Uh, but if not, we'll see you in 2021. Is there a movie called Nightmare Hell Year? Because <laughs> we should probably watch that. Uh, yeah, there yeah. should be, but there's not. Oh. We should make one. Okay. We should finally make our Bamcast movie. Okay. This seems like the nightmare perfect holiday. time to do it, really. <laughs> Get right out and do it. <laughs> we'll film it all on Zoom. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, until next time, whenever that is, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra. Now.